This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! We know, okay? It's a small town. The gossip's always true. Fire Dalton Trumbo and the rest of them. Where you got pickets, headlines, and boycotts, we will put you right out of business. We... The Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals. Me and Ronald Reagan, Hedda Hopper, Guild Studio Heads, John Wayne. Love John Wayne. Well, I'll introduce you. You guys could do a movie together. Oh, gee, that'd be swell. Except, I don't think you and me are going to be pals. Frank! Want to keep me from hiring Union? I'll go downtown, hire a bunch of winos and hookers. It doesn't matter. I make garbage. Frank! You want to call me a panko in the papers? Do it! None of the people that go to my fucking movies can read! I'm in this for the money and the pussy, and they're both falling off the trees. Take it away from me. Go ahead, I won't sue you, but this will be the last fucking thing you see before I beat you to death with it. Tiffany! Right here. you want uh, oh, uh, new script oh yeah yes it's a it, it's a family picture something I've been mulling it's, it's the story of a young Mexican boy and his pet bull sounds a little fruity what's it called the brave one. Oh, one problem though expensive worse it's good It's a brand new podcast from Parts Unknown, A Strange Journey Through the Depths of Netflix. It is Anthony Lewis and Glenn Beauvais. We're back to talk another random Netflix film. This time we watched the 2015 bio-drama film directed by Jay Roach, which I did not notice until literally just now, and that includes when I watched the actual movie, uh, Trumbo, starring Brian Cranston... Uh, Diane Lane. There's a, a bunch of people in this movie. Helen Mirren, John Goodman, uh, Alan Tudyk, uh, Louis C.K. A, a, a bunch of people in this movie. Kelly uh, Fanning. Yes. Uh, this. Uh, so this story, this film follows uh, the not the life, not the entire life, but uh, the important happenings uh, in the life of one Dalton Trumbo who is a, a screenwriter in Hollywood 
uh, who also happened to be a member of the Communist Party of the United States, which uh, people would still probably scoff at today, but not like they would scoff at them in the 1950s when this took place during the the height of uh, McCarthyism and uh, the the House Committee on Un-American Activities. And uh, this was during uh, a time when people were getting uh, blacklisted because of their either direct affiliation with the Communist Party or their suspected affiliation with the Communist Party or members thereof. And uh, Dalton Trumbo was part of the, what was it, the Hollywood 10 or something? I think it was 10. Yes, yes. And uh, some of them were uh, summoned to to go before um, Congress to testify. And they refused to testify because they thought uh, the, the reasons for them even being called forward were, ironically, un-American. Uh, which, quite frankly, they had an excellent point. This was a ridiculous exercise. Uh, that was being done uh, by Congress at the time. And uh, the person who is sort of famously the head of it, um, uh, the the man behind McCarthyism himself, his career sort of really took a tumble uh, after this. Um, and he was uh, very poorly regarded even by his peers um, afterwards. So this didn't really go well for him. But at the time, they're like, look, uh we're going to refuse to to, uh, to answer questions directly, but uh, the contempt of Congress charges will get thrown out when this gets appealed to the Supreme Court because there was a liberal majority on the court at the time. Uh, but they ran into some really bad luck when two of the justices passed away and uh, were then replaced by more conservative judges. <clears throat> and uh, Trumbo finds himself serving 11, uh, 11 months in prison. So after that, he is blacklisted and comes back and basically writes a bunch of movies, um, some of them like low-level movies, but some of them under pseudonyms, uh, you know, like big movies like Roman Holiday and uh, uh, The Brave One and Spartacus, uh, stuff like that. And in fact... It's when he meets in the 1960s Kirk Douglas, who recruits him to write Spartacus and basically has his back the whole time, um, which he does. And uh, in fact, I believe Trumbo won a couple of Oscars while not using his name and was never there to receive the awards due to the blacklisting. And it was only after much time had passed and uh, the Red Scare faded away that the blacklist was slowly lifted and he was eventually honored for his achievements uh, that he had uh, uh, basically the things that he'd accomplished while under the blacklist and uh, the movie sort of closes after after the events of all of this where he's giving a speech and talking about how um, like it basically victimized everybody the blacklisting did uh, the people who stood by their principles and lost their jobs and also the people who compromised their principles to keep them. Uh, so what did, what did you think of Trumbo Glenn? I thought it was excellent. Yeah, me too. Um, 
I was I was surprised because I really thought the whole movie was going to be like a build up to um, him going to jail, right? I mean, I yeah. really thought that's what this movie was going to be. I did not expect that to jump over the span of twenty years. Yep. Uh, so I was very surprised by it. Same here. Now, some of the stuff I knew. Um, I mean, I knew the Roman Holiday thing because that's like one of my favorite movies. It's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that came to a surprise to me. But I did not know that he basically uh, worked for pre-Roger Corman-esque type <laughs> yes. uh, movie studios. Yeah, B and, and to me, C that movies, was, yeah. That was my favorite. Those were my favorite parts of the whole movie. Yep. Um, because it's like <laughs> working with John Goodman. Yeah, because it is so. To, even like the politics of it, right? It's it's such an interesting dynamic that the only people who are willing to take him in are basically just pure capitalists, right? I mean, he oh, doesn't yeah. care about the politics. Just hey, the guy does what I asked him to do. He does good work. Who cares? Like, yep. yep. He goes home. He makes my money. That's fine. Whereas, you know, the people who are supposed to be, you know, pushing for these American ideals and, you know, are basically pushing, you know, their own form of capitalism are the ones that have a problem with it, right? Because yep. it's their own vanity. It's it's the man who has no vanity, who doesn't care about anything, yep. uh, is the one that, you know, in a way comes to the rescue, right? Uh, and I just... I found that really fascinating. I do love the fact that they point out John Wayne because that's always been kind yes. of the unspoken thing is that why John Wayne became incredibly famous and known as like this manly man was the fact that he didn't serve uh, while others did, like Jimmy Stewart or, you know, even mm-hmm. as Troma mentions himself. But yep. ton- I mean, Henry uh, Fonda, I mean, tons of people. It's They decided to go serve instead of make movies but john wayne's thing was well i'm you know 40 so they can have someone else you know or i think he was like 38 or whatever oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so let someone else young do it and i'll carry on the front and that's you know how he got his start so the fact that he kind of became this you know americana american icon um is just built on a lie yep. you know and you see it with the you know the american committee because it's just you know in this movie came out right before a certain someone uh, was voted into office, mm-hmm. and considering the times we're in now, it is very fitting of that message, right? It's yep. the the fake patriotism, yes, as I like to call it. It's not real. It's it's or you know it can be real, but it's just you have to, it's the outwardness. It's you have to show it. You have to prove it to everybody versus just doing the actions that you know we do hold these truths you know sure. to us and so on and so forth in the constitution right mm-hmm. no i agree so. uh yeah john wayne did not come off particularly good in here he got roasted oh i just i, I the only problem i had with it was louis ck yeah that was weird it wasn't that I, and it wasn't it's not like for I'm okay for even, me it was weird but also i didn't think he was very good yeah, that was my thing. It wasn't even that the other stuff of Louis C.K. that's happened since then. I just thought he wasn't good in the scenes. Like, yeah. I, I thought he was a pretty terrible actor. And Okay, not- thank you, because I thought that was sort of just my bias coming through, because I'm like, <laughs> this is just weird and awkward. I don't like even seeing Louis C.K. in this. And then I'm like, boy, he's also not really good either. And I'm like... Yeah, he's very might- flat in yeah. his delivery. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he, uh, spoiler, dies. I mean, his character isn't real. His character is an amalgamation <laughs> of real. Because, yeah. you know, it's a movie. You can't have ten leads. Uh, yeah. So you've got to condense them down. So, yeah. you know, that's fine. I thought Alan Tudyk was much better. Uh, yeah. In the, in the, Who uh, doesn't want to write a gorilla movie? No. <laughs> um, I mean, look, I and I really like... Uh, my favorite line in this movie is not the... I know you have a John Goodman one that you're a big fan of, but uh, this is one involving John Goodman. I really like the scene, because uh, you're talking about how Trumbo was working with uh, his uh, his character. God, what was it? Frank King, I think, yeah. was John Goodman's character. And um, they made a bunch of pretty shitty movies, for the <laughs> most part, up until this point. And... Trumbo comes up to him with the screenplay for the brave one. And, uh, you know, he's like, he's like, I don't know. I got some bad news for you on this one or whatever. And they're like, uh, you know, what, what is it? Is it too expensive? And he's like, no, it's good. <laughs> uh, cause they don't make like really yeah. good movies. He's like, no, no, no. The problem with this one is that it's really good. And it is. He won, uh, the Oscar, did Trump yep. know? I mean, the Oscars didn't know they were giving him the Oscar, uh, but he he did win it for, um, I, th- I would presume, best original screenplay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, or just best screenplay. I don't know if they had it split into best original. Uh, or I think they just had best screenplay. Yeah, yeah. They so may back- have had adapted back then, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I love that. I, I thought this movie was excellent. I like you thought this was a build up to his uh, his prison sentence. I thought this was going to be like uh, more of like one of those like legal procedure movies where you spend a lot of time uh, in the you know. I mean, you're not in a courtroom, I guess, but it would be your courtroom type scenes when they're dealing with Congress and all of this stuff. But that was sort of kind of in the middle of the movie. Uh, a little uh, bit, like yeah. I wouldn't even say the middle, like the yeah, it's like the end of the first act, really. Yeah, uh, they kind of dispatched with that rather quickly, and was really dealing more with the struggles that he faced uh, afterwards. Um, you know, there's like a particularly heartbreaking scene where he is just completely fucking ignoring his daughter's birthday. Uh, and shit like that because he's struggling to to write these scripts uh, to try to find the charade that he has to go through to to get this all done yes yeah all the runarounds uh, to to make it all happen Um, yeah I thought this was a really good movie and I had heard that it was good but it was better than I was expecting going in um, I think a lot of that is obviously carried around by Brian Cranston, who's excellent in this. But there's a minus Louis C.K. There's a really just a great yeah Diane Lane Diane Lane Diane Lane's great in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean John Goodman is just loud, boisterous John Goodman. He's great. Excellent. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I for me, I, I always wanted to see it right, and then I always heard, heard it was good. But it was around that time of like, is it? Is it like spotlight good? Like it's just trying so hard and it's yeah Hollywood talking about Hollywood. But yeah. you know, it's uh you know, one of my favorite parts is like when he goes to prison, right? And he's you know, trying to get the comfy job and he, mm-hmm. you know, tells this guy, like, hey, 
I can do the books, but because the guy is black, he just assumes the guy is a moron and doesn't yeah. know how to do books or know how to read. Yeah. And that guy, you know, completely does one over him. And he's like, you know, oh, you just think because I can't read, uh, blah, 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 you know, can't do this. Like, man, I used to run my own bar. I'm only here because I killed a white man and tried to rob me and I'll do it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, so it's, you know, it's, it's showing that, you know, even our quote unquote hero, like he had faults. I mean, yeah. yes, he was in the Communist Party, but he wasn't like, take money from me. It was more like people should get paid like me, you know, so it's not, yes. you know, it wasn't, you know, and he even says like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to lose my house. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and he's still working, you know, he downsized and, but, you know, they still were working and and all that but my, my favorite line in the movie is uh, well kind of there's a couple of them mm. I do love whenever uh, so John Goodman's like a screenplay in three are you trying to fuck me because if you fuck you and then Trumbo's like Mr. King I've heard this speech it was better in jail uh, that was <laughs> one of my favorites <laughs> delivered favorite with part. fantastic Cranston comedic dry <laughs> yeah. timing yeah yes and then uh, another one uh, I I'm in this for the money and the pussy and they're both falling off trees <laughs> that's like my favorite one <laughs> Goodman is so great He's so good. And then whenever that, you know, and then whenever Helen Mirian has her goon go in to try and intimidate him, and he's like, mm -hmm. you want to keep me from hiring Union? I'll go downtown, hire a bunch of winos and hookers. It doesn't matter. I make garbage. You want to call me a pink in the papers? Do it. None of, the, none of the people that go to my fucking movies can read. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, you know, he's smashing his own windows. Yeah, he's just he got that bat, like, inches from that dude's face the whole time. <laughs> Did not give a shit. Yeah, he no. was tremendous. Um, Brian Cranston was nominated for like every award under the sun. Yeah, he only won a couple of the more obscure ones, I think. Uh, he won. What was the what? What other what? You know, like what was it up against that year and that kind of stuff? Uh, let me see here. So he was nominated for best actor. Um, so the 88th Academy Awards. Oh, okay. So let's find out. Uh, well, instead of showing me pictures, how about we just okay? Best actor. Um, so we had uh, we had Cranston as Dalton Trumbo. He was up against Eddie Red uh, Eddie Redmayne uh, for his performance in The Danish Girl. Uh, Michael Fassbender's turn as Steve Jobs. Matt Damon playing Mark Watney in The Martian, and uh, the winner that year was Leonardo DiCaprio uh, for The Revenant. Um, you know, in uh, hindsight, yeah. I mean, I, I've said this before. Like, I to me, I thought uh, Tom Hardy was like the one that was much better in Revenant, mm -hmm. not Leo. Yeah. So. I, I'm not saying that Cranston should have won, mm -hmm. but uh, I still don't know why Leo DiCaprio won. I mean, I think <laughs> I think it was wasn't it decided that it wasn't his best role, but it was the it was you his should, time. Yeah, you should have you should have gotten this for one of your other performances award. Yeah, um, sorry we sorry we fucked up. Uh, I believe uh, I believe that's yeah, the, the Fastbender. He's good and Steve Jobs too. Yeah, I don't think that movie was particularly well received 
Or no, maybe I'm thinking of the Ashton Kutcher one. You're thinking of the Ashton Kutcher one. <laughs> Never mind. I retract my previous statement. Um, but yeah, uh, a, a lot of accolades. He was nominated for a bunch of awards. I, I believe Helen Mirren was also uh, nominated. Uh, uh, I'm not well. seeing it, bud. Who, Helen Mirren? She was not. Uh, well, I mean, not for the Oscars. Um, but I do believe she was nominated for something. Probably Golden Globe, since the categories are bigger. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, she was... Because, you know, they do comedy and they do drama. Critics' so just... Choice Award. Oh, okay. Um, and they were. this film was also nominated for Best Acting Ensemble. Uh, as well for the Critics' Choice Award. Um, yep, Golden Globes, she was nominated as well for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, the San Francisco Film Critics Circle, she was also nominated. Um, Screen Actors Guild, she was nominated. Uh, and yeah, uh, John McNamara was nominated for the Writers Guild of America Awards and won the Paul Selvin Award. Uh, this was the Mad Max year. That's right. Yeah. The other award, Brian Cranston won the Spotlight Award for an actor from the Palm Springs International Film Festival. Um, but that was it. Otherwise, they were just mostly all nominations. Um, but well, well-deserved nominations, though. This movie is excellent. Um, any, uh, any other thoughts or... Uh, uh, any final thoughts or feelings on Trumbo? And, and what would you end up giving this one? Um, I'd probably give it... I'd probably give it a, a very strong four. That's what I gave I would well. go. I would go higher. It really, like... Those scenes with Louis C.K. where you're supposed to, like, give a shit about his character... Like, yeah, man, they difficult. fall flat so bad. Yeah, they made it and, again, and for me, it's not even, like, his external stuff that ha- that he did. It's sure. really just... He's not good in it. Like... Yeah. He's just not good. Um, so it's just weird. I'm just thinking, like, I, you have all this... You have this great cast. Why is this the role that you thought you would just take a risk with, you know, a relative unknown in acting? Yep. So I just I thought it was an odd, odd choice. No, agreed. I, I too gave it a four. Um, really good though, better than uh, better than I was expecting, and I was expecting good. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, all right. So before we take off, uh, it's time to head over to RealGood.com and their Netflix roulette uh, device, uh, where we will be gifted a new film to watch and discuss hopefully uh, something that is available on Netflix or at least one of the other apps uh, that I have movies on usually these are Netflix movies um, so we should be good avoiding television shows and documentaries um, things like that um, and we'll see how off we'll see how long it takes uh, to come up with a movie um well, Unless we get Queen's Gambit, then that's like the next show I need to watch. So, <laughs> so this could be like the Force, like this forces yeah. you into doing it. Yeah, if we get that, or you know, or Last Dance, then you have to watch it so we can talk about it. <laughs> uh, we have a movie that I have seen. Actually, you've probably seen it as well, but I don't know if we've uh, directly spoke about it at length it's not in our uh, vocabulary like some movies are 
<laughs> perhaps. Um, we have been tasked with watching the, what year is this? The 2017 Another Biographical Drama Film, Glenn. Starring uh, John Carroll Lynch, Nick Offerman, and Michael Keaton, the, oh, founder. the founder. Yes. The story of Ray Kroc. And no, McDonald's. I never want it's this is good. This is another movie I always meant to watch and I just never did it. So, I have yeah, seen it. Forced me. Okay, I have seen this. Um and when I saw it, I thought Dang, it was great excellent. Cast. Yes, it is. It's a great cast. Um I remember uh watching this three years ago when it came out, and I thought it was excellent. Uh so we shall see if it holds up. Yeah, look at this cast. Laura Dern, uh, who else is in here? BJ Novak, Linda Cardinelli, Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, that's good. Ass. I mean, I knew Nick Offerman, John Carroll, because I knew they played the McDonald brothers. Yes. So I knew they that extended. But well, yeah. Huh. Th- this is excellent, then. Uh, Glenn has not seen it. I have. Um, so this should be a good time. Uh, I will rewatch it, though. It's been three years since I've watched it. So. Uh, I will definitely give it a rewatch, and we'll be back to talk about it. In the meantime, though, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com, where you can check out the archives of the show, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Cinema Geekly, hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about that, uh, again, aforementioned 2017 biographical drama film starring uh, John Carroll Lynch, Nick Offerman, and Michael Keaton, the founder on another podcast from Parts Unknown.